0: The accounting firm of Haynes, Eisenbarger, and Skiba presents the 26th college football Hall of Fame season of Fighting Irish Preview. And now, the Guadalupe's Mexican Grill Food Made Fresh Kickoff with your host, Phil Halk.
1: Good morning, Mr. Freeman. Fresh off your conquest of the Clemson Tiger, your new mission, should you choose to accept it, is to navigate a three-week ordeal and defeat three enemies that possess pernicious intention toward the fighting Irish goal of completing a turnaround to the 2022 season. These enemies, which you are being called upon to eradicate, are codenamed as follows. Week 1, Triple Option. Week 2, Djokovic. Week 3, SoCal. To assist you in this mission, the allegiance of three operatives has been secured, each has a group of their own agents they command. The first operative, Tommy Reese, is known for his clever tactics and for his temper. His team on offense loves him even though he's known to employ extreme verbal measures, sometimes on national TV, to keep his agents in line. Tommy has a stable of running backs and the world's greatest college tight end, Michael Mayer, at his disposal. The second operative, Al Golden, coordinates a group on defense particularly known for their harassment and sacking of opposing quarterbacks. The third operative, Brian Mason, has honed his group of agents on special teams to a razor's edge in the fine art of launching their bodies into the air and blocking punted footballs. Mr. Freeman, a few weeks ago the mission you are now being asked to accept was considered to be... wait for it... impossible. Now with the success of Operation Clemson Tiger, the new expectation is that the Irish can finish nine and three and go to a nice bowl in a warm place. Phase one of your mission, Triple Option, commences this week with a battle against the nemesis known as Navy. Navy is not having a good season, but don't forget, neither was Stanford. Good luck, Mr. Freeman. A huge fan base is relying on you, and more importantly, I personally want to attend a bowl in a nice warm place this year. So get this mission done. This recording will self-destruct in five seconds and may mess up your hard drive.
0: Last week, the Irish took out Clemson with big plays on defense and special teams and a devastating ground game. This week, the Irish enter the home stretch of the season and their three-week mission now is to finish strong and complete the turnaround of a season that once seemed lost. Guadalupe's Mexican Grill, located on Illinois Road, look for new Fort Wayne locations soon. Now, stay tuned for Fighting Irish Insight. From America's foremost authority on Notre Dame football, Tim Priester, Senior Editor of IrishIllustrated.com. Illustrated.com. After these words from Haynes, Eisenberger, and Skiba, McCulloch Auctioneers, and refreshing Coors Light. Made to chill. This is Fighting Irish Preview. The University of Notre Dame exemplifies dedication
2: to hard work, integrity and personal values which result in success in the classroom and on the football field. The professionals at Haines, Eisenbarger and Skiba, like Notre Dame, know the same dedication and their experience and expertise provide peace of mind for you and your business. Tax planning, tax compliance, auditing, business valuation and estate planning, the full service accounting firm of Haines, Eisenbarger and Skiba, like the Irish has what it takes to help you achieve success. Located in Fort Wayne near Jefferson Point, Haynes, Eisenberger and Skiba, proudly supports Notre Dame football and congratulates all those who are a part of the greatest tradition in all of sports. Go Irish!
3: That to-do list you have needs one more thing. Chill. It's an easy thing to do. Just crack open an ice-cold Coors Light and Chill take the afternoon off and binge watch anything go to happy hour and stay for a couple hours who's counting anyways or hang out with just your dog because you've had enough human interaction this week whatever you do do it with a coors light mountain cold refreshment made to chill 2020 coors brewing company golden colorado celebrate responsibly now back to fighting irish preview with your host phil Halk. well
0: tim priester where were you when that Crowd. I know approximately where you were, but when that crowd <laughs> stormed the field, and and did you emerge unscathed? I
3: did, I did emerge unscathed, but when you start when you realize that the crowd is moving you and you have no control over it, that's when you get a little worried. But now, nah, you know, I mean, it was a, it was a um, all things considered, it was a pretty tame environment. It certainly was a happy group of Notre Dame fans. Is. Uh, as they pushed us all around. But, uh, yeah, you know, we're down on the field near the end of the game. And once, once the decision is made by thousands to come onto the field, you're kind of at their mercy.
0: Well, it kind of seemed like pretty obvious that they were all coming. And I think the ushers knew it. We knew it. And so I had barricaded myself behind the cam that camera platform that's right there in the end zone, knowing everybody have to go to either side of me. And then a minute or two later, as I'm looking around trying to find a spot to to view the alma mater, which was completely disorganized, understandably, I came face to face with Marcus Freeman. (laughs) <laughs> who, who, who about one second after I saw him before I could react or say anything or, or do anything was caught by both arms, one arm on each side with his body cards and hustled off the field and then over to the, uh, the tunnel and off the field. So it, it was a crazy scene. It was a fun scene. And I want to talk a little bit more about that crowd. Tim, I thought it was as good as I'd seen the crowd in 20 years at least. What did you think of that crowd?
3: Well, yeah, I, I mean, I can't disagree with that, Phil. And certainly, you know, leading seven nothing a good portion of the first half in 14-0 halftime, uh, and fourteen to nothing halftime, and and it feels like it's more than that because Clemson's not going to. The, the sense is that Clemson's not going to uh, start a comeback against Notre Dame. Yeah, no doubt about it. I, I, and I give a lot of the credit to Marcus Freeman, the staff, and the players for dictating how the the fans reacted to it because it was such a dominant physical performance from start to finish. There was really never any doubt who the better football team was. There certainly was no doubt who the more physical team was. And these are all things that, um, As we evaluated this game a week ago, uh, I don't think that we felt, I certainly didn't feel real confident Notre Dame would be able to do that.
0: Well, Tim, you talked about and just now gave some credit to Marcus Freeman for how good that crowd was. And that's where I kind of want to go next. There's definitely some love for Marcus Freeman out there among that crowd. And do you think it can develop into something like there was for Lou Holtz, uh, for Eric Parsegian, and – how much credit do you give that for how crazy that crowd was? They really seemed happy that Notre Dame would win. And I think they wanted to win for Marcus Freeman.
3: Yeah, I don't know that there's ever I mean, even even Parsigian and Holtz, you know, when, when Parsegian came into Notre Dame, the Notre Dame fandom didn't know a whole lot about him other than he was the head coach at Northwestern and he kept beating Notre Dame. And Lou Holtz, it was already established. Uh, but you know, I, my point is that I don't think that there was a universal love for either one of those two guys initially because they just didn't they didn't know or they didn't have a a a feeling about him. Because of today's sporting world and social media and everything, we knew a lot about Marcus Freeman when he took over as head coach, and he's just been from the very beginning has been universally. Loved by Notre Dame fans, and I—if I tell you what—if he keeps beating teams of Clemson's magnitude like that, it, it will continue. There are every coach goes through his ups and downs. I covered Lou Holtz, and he was certainly criticized even when he was winning all the time. Uh, but right now especially after that when Marcus Freeman is is beloved across Notre Dame nation.
0: Yeah. If Marcus Freeman keeps winning or has a career that's anywhere near what Lou Holtz or Eric Parsegian did, there will be buildings named after him. I assure you on that campus, you know, uh, let's talk a little more about the game itself. I thought the most remarkable part, and you already referenced this, the physicality of it, but was how the offensive line dominated Uh, that defensive front for Clemson which was highly touted NFL guys all across and last week we talked about that possibility and and I asked you how good you thought this offensive line for Notre Dame was and you said well I want to wait and see how they do against that defensive front for Clemson well what do you think now about how good this offensive line is
3: Uh, pretty awesome Phil pretty awesome you know I mean Miles Murphy is a first round draft choice Brian Brisey is a first round draft choice. Something's wrong with Percy. I mean, I know that he he dealt with some personal issues, some family issues, and he's been banged up, but Josh Lug dominated him. And, you know, I think three or four weeks ago, Notre Dame fans would have happily replaced Josh Lug at right guard, but he's a six-year senior and he, you know, he they dominated. I, I just, I don't think anybody could have anticipated that. Marcus Freeman said 263 yards rushing. He didn't anticipate that. I think we said last week that Nording could have success running the football, but that it was relative based upon a number because they're only giving up 87 yards per game on the ground. But it was uh, Nording tripled that uh, more than tripled that. And it's just a remarkable performance. And uh, I think this offensive line absolutely has arrived.
0: Well, they have to become a contender for that Joe Moore Award, which is awarded to the top offensive line in the country now uh, based upon that performance and the performance leading up to the game. Uh, Tim, let's talk about Drew Prine's performance in, in the game. And, you know, I 9 of 17, 85 yards, 1 TD. Obviously, that's not that great. Four rushes, 21 yards. He got a touchdown. That's pretty good. No interceptions. That's good. But it looked like he just had a little more swagger to his step and the way he was uh, performing. Do you think he, even though statistically it wasn't great, he built some uh, confidence in this performance?
3: You know, I hope so, Phil, but I'm not sure about that. Certainly being the winning quarterback in a game of that magnitude at home against Clemson should be a significant boost for him. But it still comes down to can he pass the football when? everybody knows he's going to pass the football. We know that they can run when everybody knows they're going to run the football, but can he do that? And, you know, fortunately this weekend's opponent is a, is a good one to throw it against. Certainly Notre going to rely on their ground game, but you know, I mean, good for Drew Pine quietly. And I know that sometimes this number is portrayed accurately and inaccurately, but as a starter, he's six and one. uh, And he hasn't always been the central figure in those six victories. But certainly uh, to be at the helm of the offense in a game like that should give him a boost.
0: Yeah, he he definitely, the body language was looking good. So maybe trending up and maybe a chance this week uh, to get that downfield passing game going a little bit. Tim, Tommy Reese always showing his creativity. What is the speed break huddle and why do we like it so much more than the scan offense?
3: (laughs) Well, they don't, only part of the offense huddles, they have the wideouts, already in position so that when the play is called and comes in from the sideline, the offense can the line can and the backs can set and the quarterback gets to the line. The wideouts are already out there so they don't have to wait for them to align. And then they go. And I think this is more of frankly when, you know, when when the subject of scan offense was first brought up, Marcus Freeman said there were four different tempos to what they want to do. And one of those is to play fast. And they were able to do that on occasion against Clemson.
0: Well, it it worked, and it just shows another level of creativity uh, of Tommy Reese. All right, defensively, uh, Benjamin Morrison, obviously, uh, two interceptions, including the pick six. What a game. But I was impressed as much as anything with how physical this 18-year-old played. Tim, talk about Ben Morrison, and feel free to use all the superlatives you want.
3: Well, he's he's an easy player to have a great appreciation for. You know, the first snap of the game, he takes on their tight end, kind of gets run over a little bit, but holds on. Now, let's say Ben Morrison is 179 pounds and Davis Allen is, is 250 to 255 pounds. So he's given away 70 to 75 pounds. He sticks his nose in there. Uh, you know, from the very beginning, he established that he had come to play both against the pass and the run. You know, he's longer than I think people realize he's not, you know, doesn't doesn't weigh a whole lot, but he's in the six one range, which is why he's a boundary corner and can match up against a bigger receiver. He's just been he's been really, really good. And he wasn't, you know, Jaden Mickey was the guy that came in early, came in for the spring. It made an impact, and Morrison didn't come in until June, but right away the coaching staff knew that they had somebody special, somebody that's been very well coached, uh, somebody with a good idea of adjustments that are made on the defensive side of the ball. And, uh, man, the college football world is, uh, is being introduced to Benjamin Morrison.
0: Yeah, they sure were last week, and seven tackles really showed no fear. Uh, that was the second leading total on the team in tackles. And you mentioned how prepared he was when he came in. And that got me thinking about another guy who came in really prepared, Joe Alt. And what do those two guys have in common, Tim? They both have NFL bloodlines. How much of a factor do you think that might be?
3: Well, sometimes it is, sometimes it isn't. In the case of those two guys, it definitely is. I've talked to John Alt um, at, at length about Joe and, you know, how he's brought him up to be a a left tackle, a left tackle that plays in the NFL. And so Joe arrived at Notre Dame with that in mind and Benjamin Morrison's dad played in the NFL as well. And, you know, I mean, sometimes it has an impact. Sometimes it doesn't. It takes a good relationship, certainly, because a lot of times uh, the the, the younger person in the family doesn't want to listen to what the older person in the family says. But in this instance, they do a great job of listening to their dads and it's, it's definitely influenced them to come to the college level Uh, and be prepared to play. And that's even more impressive with a guy like Joe Hall because – true freshman left offensive tackles that are that are good right from the beginning don't come along very
0: often not very often at all i think the passing on that the, of the elite knowledge that those guys have i mean the genetics helps too but the elite knowledge that those guys have that that very few people in the world have that they can instill in their in their sons at a very young age really gives them an advantage tim just as impactful i thought on the game Uh, was J.D. Bertrand, 12 tackles, two for loss, and a sack. Tim, he, he is around every single play. Even if he doesn't make the tackle, he is right there. How good is J.D. Bertrand? And is there another player that from Notre Dame history you might compare him to?
3: You have somebody in mind. That's not coming. Well, I, like, Are you thinking Joe Schmidt from that standpoint? I'm not sure. But J.D. Bertrand is one of the most underrated, undervalued players that I've covered in 41 years. I'm pretty astonished at the reaction of fans that that think that he's not very good. Now, I will admit that last season, um, you know, he had difficulty in space. Well, that was because he was being asked to play the will linebacker position, which is not what he is. He's a Mike linebacker, and he needs to be more centrally located. But I, you know, I think he's been, I think he's been absolutely astounding, particularly the last five games. And he's the leader of the defense. He's the brain trust of the defense. He gets everybody lined up. And oh by the way, he's got another year of eligibility. I'm pretty excited about him coming back in twenty twenty
0: three. Yeah, and and I do I was thinking about somebody to compare him to, and and the name that came to mind and there's there's differences, but just the, the attitude and the ability to always be around the ball, he reminds me of Drew Tranquil. And that's a skill I'm sure you could break that down and tell me why he's not like Tranquil, but uh I think Bertrand Uh, may have a future because he's been spectacular.
3: Bill, I think they're both extremely intelligent football players that know how to study for an upcoming opponent. So when they get on the field, they see signs, they see tells, they see tendencies – and they're able to react. I think absolutely those two share that in common.
0: No doubt. And uh, just preparation for the game uh, in general. They're known for that, both of them. Uh, Tim, another week, another block pump. Six in the season now, an all-time Notre Dame record. Tim, I was blown away by this stat when Notre Dame had two for the season and then three and and on and on and on. Uh, this time, Jordan Batello got it. Batello is a bit of an enigma off the charts. skills yet he struggles to get on the field. What is Jordan Batello's story?
3: Uh you know, I mean I I think it's just it's discipline being the disciplined football player that he needs to be. That's JD Bertrand in every aspect. Uh, on the field Jordan Batello just wants to hit somebody and and that's a that's a great trait to have. That's certainly very very important, but sometimes you have to temper uh in in lieu of being in a better position and not overreacting to certain certain tells as i referred to with bertrand he's really jordan battelle is really really high strung uh and sometimes he has a little bit difficulty keeping that in check
0: well that makes him ideal i suppose for special teams and uh he made a great play last saturday uh tim the irish chuck in at number 20 in the cfp uh and three weeks to improve that position, so it's bowl game talk is in the air. Is there any shot at a New Year's Six bowl? And if not, what now is the betting favorite for the, where the Irish are likely to go?
3: I don't think so. And and I anything that I'm going to say here, Pete Sampson, who used to be a partner of ours with with Irish Illustrated, and is now on our Irish Illustrated Center podcast as a member of of the athletics. So I, I'm giving him all the credit here. But it looks like. Right now, there are four bowls, whether Notre Dame's 8-4 or 9-3, that probably isn't going to make a whole lot of difference. But to be succinct, the Gator Bowl against the SEC opponent, the ReliaQuest Bowl, which is the old Outback Outback Bowl in Tampa, that would also be against the SEC team. The Cheez-It Bowl, which is the old Camping World Bowl in Orlando, that would be against the Big 12 And then there's a holiday bowl uh, in San Diego, which would be against a Pac-12 opponent.
0: Well, I'll be happy just as long as the place has a good airport and it's warm there. So any of those places would qualify. Tim, one last question. This one's about Navy before we go into more depth in the next segment. How much experience does the Notre Dame staff have in coaching against the option? Of course, Marcus Freeman coached against it last year. But how much experience does Al Golden have?
3: Al Golden has a lot uh, because when he was a head coach at Temple, he played Navy four times and Army once. Then he moved on to Miami and played Georgia Tech five times. Now, um, hasn't always been great. There was a 420-yard output there uh, by Navy when he was at, at, at Temple. There have been some games. They also held Georgia Tech, I, I, I think, in his first year as head coach of Miami to, to under 130 yards. But you combine – you know, his knowledge with it and Marcus Freeman's done really, really well. They did great against Navy last year, holding them to 11 first downs and, and, and two field goals. So I think they have enough brain trust there to, to figure this out. And it's not Navy is, you know, it's still a tricky offense to deal with. But Navy is not the Navy uh, that we saw from a few years past.
0: Absolutely. Thanks, Tim. Coming up, it's the all time Irish hero key to an Irish victory injury report and the world-famous Irish Illustrated Prediction. And during the break, it's the Fighting Irish Fact of the Week, brought to you by Ron Wise and the Wise Insurance Agency. This is the 379th edition of Fighting Irish Preview. This is Art Salzberg.
2: I don't speak for a lot of companies, but Shearer McCulloch is a firm that provides a great and much-needed service. As Sharon and I get older, we've been thinking of moving, but frankly, the thought is somewhat overwhelming. That's where Shearer McCulloch comes in with a full-service plan that takes the pressure off. Listen to this. Shearer McCulloch will sell your house, auction the items you don't want to take, then pack everything else and move you. In sports terms, that's a blowout win. Shearer McCulloch uses an international auction platform to make sure your possessions are seen by the right buyers. They'll get top dollar for your special treasures. Shearer McCulloch is highly recommended by leading retirement communities and law firms, plus their AAA with the Better Business Bureau. Call them at 441-8636, that's 441-8636. They'll make your moving experience easy and profitable.
0: Shearer McCulloch. The Fighting Irish Fact of the Week is brought to you by our friends at the Wise Insurance Agency. Since 1996, Notre Dame is 104-10 and in games it rushes for 200 or more yards. This season, they've gone over 200 yards five times. All wins. Call Ron Wise at the Wise Insurance Agency or go to thewiseinsuranceagency.com and get an auto or home quote in less than five minutes.
3: That to-do list you have needs one more thing. Chill. Take the afternoon off and binge watch anything. Go to happy hour and stay for a couple hours. Whatever you do, do it with a Coors Light. Mountain cold refreshment, made to chill. 2020 Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Celebrate responsibly.
0: Now back to Fighting Irish Preview with your host, Phil Halk. This is Fighting Irish Preview, the Irish take on the Naval Academy in Baltimore this week. TV coverage on ABC starts at noon, South Bend time. And it's now time for the all time Irish hero, brought to you by the Marina at Lake Gage, Chris Craft, Mastercraft, and Premier Pontoons. New and previously owned, we share your boating passion. And this year we're focusing on the fighting Irish quarterbacks since 1988. So far, Tony Rice, Rick Meyer, Kevin McDougal, Ron Paulus, Jarius Jackson, Brady Quinn, Jimmy Clausen, Tommy Reese, Everett Golson, and this week, Deshaun Kaiser. Deshaun Kaiser was a three sports star in high school. He was a starter at Central Catholic High School in Toledo, Ohio, in basketball and batted cleanup on the baseball team. But on the football field, he really made his mark. He was rated as the ninth best dual threat quarterback in the nation in 2014 after throwing and rushing for 73 touchdowns as a three year starter. The 6'4, 235 pound Kaiser, redshirted as a freshman, and then started 2015 as the backup to Malik Zaire. Zaire went down with an injury in the second game of the season against Virginia. Kaiser took over in the fourth quarter and in storybook fashion rallied the Irish to come from behind when he hit Will Fuller from 39 yards out with just 12 seconds on the clock. Kaiser went on to lead the Irish to a 10-3 record that year with 2,900 yards passing, 21 TD passes, and another 520 yards and 10 scores on the ground. In 2016, he posted another outstanding statistical year after fighting off a quarterback controversy with the returning Zaire. He had 32 touchdown passes through for 2,900 yards and had 8 TDs and 541 yards on the ground. Unfortunately, The bottom line in 2016 was a 4-8 disaster for the Irish in the win-loss column. Kaiser declared early for the NFL draft and went in the second round to the Cleveland Browns and then spent time with the Packers, Raiders, and Titans. Tim, strong-armed, accurate passer, only a two-year playing career at ND, but he did leave his mark on the ND record books in many categories.
3: Well, he certainly did, and, and the clutch performance at Virginia when Malik Zaire went down, I tell you what, it helped having the fastest guy in the stadium and Will Fuller, but he put it right there to win the game, and so, you know, I didn't really know what to expect about Deshaun Kaiser when he came into the lineup. I thought he, you know, although his numbers were better in 2016 than 2015, I thought he was a better quarterback in 2015, but 32 touchdowns in, in, uh, in 2016 when Nordame really struggled, he didn't. He didn't hit it big in the NFL, but Phil, as you know, uh, financially – he came out pretty pretty well in that deal.
0: Yeah, it's good to be a backup quarterback uh, for a few years in the NFL, that's for sure. Easy on the body and, and good on the pocketbook. Ranked in the top five of 20 game, season, or career quarterback Notre Dame records, Deshaun Kaiser, another Marina at Lake Gage all-time Irish hero. The Marina at Lake Gage, we love boats, and it's now time for the Aspen Mortgage Key to an Irish victory. Navy is 3-6. and six. They lost to Cincinnati last week, 20-10. Last year, the Irish prevailed over Navy 34-6 in typical fashion. Navy averages 236 yards rushing per game, which ranks 9th in the nation, but they also average just 12 passes a game and 99.4 yards through the air, ranking them 129th. Junior quarterback Ty Labatai went down with a season-ending injury two weeks ago, and in the seven quarters since, Navy has thrown just six passes, five of them by senior Masi Manor and one by junior Xavier Arline. The leaders of the Navy ground game include fullback Daba Fafana, with 502 yards and five touchdowns, and McQuell Haywood, 408 yards and a 6.4 yards per carry average. And whoever is playing quarterback, the combined yardage gained of Navy's three quarterbacks to this point who have played is an even 500 yards. Of their two active quarterbacks, it would appear that Maynard is more effective as a passer, and Arlen as a runner the middies leading receiver is jaden umbarger a six foot junior with 16 catches and two touchdowns defensively the midshipmen have put up good numbers against the run and not so good numbers against the pass seventh nationally in rushing defense 114th against the pass the best rushing numbers on the year against navy have been put up by air force 200 yards and houston 180 yards On the other extreme, Delaware rushed for just 13 yards, Temple 20, and Tulsa 25. Navy's leading tackler and most effective defensive weapon is linebacker John Marshall. Marshall has totaled 72 stops on the season and five sacks. Navy has been able to hold points allowed down to 24.8 per game by controlling time of possession and limiting their opponent's possessions, a formula that Notre Dame fans should be familiar with from past experience. Last week, Cincinnati had just eight possessions in the entire game. On special teams, Navy is solid across the board, and they are the least penalized team in the nation. Tim Priester, what is the Aspen mortgage key to an Irish victory?
3: you're making all these tempo references and that's where I'm going. I think Notre Dame has to dictate the tempo if that means play fast, play a little bit faster. certainly getting off to a fast start and getting a lead is critical against Navy. If you make if you put Navy in somewhat of a hurry up mode to score, that's not what they want to do. So I say Notre Dame needs to control the tempo, control the ball, play fast, Notre Dame needs to dictate the tempo of this football game. Okay,
0: play fast. Get it off to a fast start. That would also be helpful. That is Tim Priester's Aspen Mortgage key to an Irish victory. And Tim Priester, who is this week's Aspen Mortgage key player for the Irish?
3: You know, every week I'm looking for somebody different, and I always pass over the guy that I already talked about and praise. J.D. Burchan, if anybody, is going to be dialed in to what navy is trying to do offensively i'm going with jd bertrand
0: yeah jd bertrand will keep that defense on the on the correct page uh, if he is does anything like he has all season long and he is your aspen mortgage key irish player this week aspen mortgage for all your mortgage needs call 486 loan and it's now time for the injury report brought to you by indiana physical therapy your choice for physical therapy now with 22 indiana locations Tim, how are the Irish health wise going into Game Ten?
3: Well, they're probably going to be without safety Brandon Joseph, and the, and the safety position in general is is uh, is it's not necessarily a strength for Notre Dame. And Joseph has been a constant this season since coming over from Northwestern. He's the only really major injury that that we're aware of. He's listed doubtful, and I'm very doubtful that he plays. Joe Wilkins, Notre Dame receiver, who has in on the kick return team he decided to put his name in the portal and move on from notre dame it was a physical game against clemson but i think all things considered they came out of that in pretty good shape
0: yeah well another good report for the irish keep your fingers crossed thanks tim that is the indiana physical therapy injury report and it's now time for the world famous irish illustrated prediction brought to you by ses environmental need help navigating environmental risk and with regulatory compliance you need SES. Look them up at sesadvantage.com. Tim Priester, Vegas says the Irish, uh, at last time I checked, 15 and a half. What does America's foremost authority say?
3: Ty Lavatai, their starting quarterback, uh, started against Notre Dame last year. He got banged up. They brought in Xavier Arline. Xavier Arline now will once again relieve Lavatai. Uh, you, you mentioned Mayor, the, the uh, backup, the third string quarterback. Who can throw it a little bit? So, you know, our line is very small, very quick. It's a little bit uh, different approach against him. But Marcus Freeman showed last year and really, really shutting down the the, the Navy uh, offense. That that you know he knows what he wants to do, how he wants to attack it. He's combined heads with Al Golden, so I think the defense will will pick up where they left off. You know, most of the Notre Dame starters are familiar with playing against triple option football. So I think they'll do a good job. And then again, getting back to the tempo of the game, I think Nordame is going to be able to run it and pass it pretty much whenever they want. Navy's done a good job of keeping the points down, but not against the better teams they've played, like Houston and SMU and Memphis. So I have... Uh, a thirty-one to thirteen score in favor of Notre Dame.
0: ND thirty-one, Navy thirteen. That is Tim Priester's world-famous Irish Illustrated prediction. I'm looking at this and saying, you know, Notre Dame's got to guard against the impact of that inevitable post-Clemson letdown. And but this is not a vintage Navy team, as you've said. And I think Michael Mayer should thrive in this game against that pass defense. I'm going to take the Irish thirty-four, Navy. Fourteen. Thanks, Tim. Thanks, Phil. Go Irish. And thanks for listening to Fighting Irish Preview. Special thanks to Jim Shovelin, Brett Rump, Art Salzberg, and studio producer Adam Schenkel. For more Fighting Irish Preview, check out fightingirishpreview.com and also listen to and subscribe to our podcast available on all podcast platforms. Fighting Irish Preview is the copyrighted property of Judge Phil Productions.